The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Howdy, and thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. Uh, my name's Danny Rocket. I am one of the hosts of this here podcast uh, slash TV show. And uh, I, what I wanted to mention is that this is totally brought to you by 92 Cubs fans and Sun Ranto fans that are our Patreon subscribers. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get early and ad-free listening of all of our shows. For example, uh, the show that you're listening to right now that was recorded days ago, and uh, sometimes it can take as much as a week for me to put these other ones out because I get busy. And you know why? Because I got to work. Because I don't have any money, and I need to make money, and you can help me make money at which points we could get these shows out a little bit faster and earlier. So uh, if you want to support uh, Sunranto, tickets and beer, there's no time like the present. There's perks at every level. You go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash Sunranto. You get your own RSS feed. It's got our show notes. I put out the music there. I put out links to private videos. I mean, there's all sorts of things that you get extra special you get to join the Sun Ranto Super Ranters page on Facebook. Uh, you know, it's just a good deal for everybody. It's only a dollar a month. I mean, damn it. It's a freaking dollar, people. Give it to us. One dollar a month, $12 a year. You can pay all at once. Just do the $12 and don't worry about it till next year. Patreon.com slash Sun Just do it. Thank you. Here's the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sonrento With Michael Sonrento And Crawley Sonrento and the love of a loser Sonrento With Michael Sonrento And Crawley Sonrento and the love of a loser Sonrento Oh yeah, very nice. Very that was uh that was kind of uh, John Vincent esque in Ooh. its uh, prowess. You know, you might have had a good. We should start timing you like we timed John Vincent out in the left field bleachers. Uh, I believe uh, 22 seconds is the longest we ever got out of uh, Vincent for his wow. famous. Sure? I think there's been a couple of 27 or 28s in there. Oh, my God. I mean, and any of those beyond 20 seconds are that's a ridiculous hold for a no. I don't know if I could pull that off. I would be kind of interested to see, though. I think maybe I'm pulling 10 seconds and it just seems long as hell. <laughs> well, it seems long to me because it sounds terrible. But <laughs> so, well, I mean, uh, come on. You don't have to be mean about it. No, no, no. You, you sound great. It's, it's my, my headphones are crackly. I need new headphones or something. Um, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket. There's Crawley, creepy Crawley, hiding under rocks. And, and uh, down below, we got uh, high cotton. High I, don't cotton. Have, I don't have my soundboard. 
with me today because I'm actually I just it, for full disclosure uh, I'm I, I'm at my sister's house in Carlsbad, California. So I'm coming to you two oh. hours earlier than usual. <laughs> so. Wow, I didn't I didn't realize you. I knew you said something about doing that, but I just for whatever reason assumed it was all happening in Chicago. I strapped on an N95 mask. I paid $75 round trip. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard not to take the trip when it's only 75 bucks, right? I know. I was like, you know, I'm like, I haven't seen my nieces and nephew in a while. It was my, they all have birthdays this month. My sister's husband has a birthday yesterday that we all hung out for in the backyard with his friends and like, you know, just like, you know, I saw that trip and for 75 bucks in June, I'm like, you know, maybe COVID's over. Yeah. <laughs> it, it certainly wasn't. Everybody's, they just went into purple stage, which is actually sliding backwards here in California. And by the time it looks like I got to self quarantine when I get back to Chicago. So everybody's oh, for sure. sliding yeah, backwards you're be, there too. You're going to be hating it for a, a couple of weeks, but you know. Yeah, when my wife was traveling, when we were moving, she kept having to come out. She got one flight for $11, and that was all taxes. Wow. <laughs> Basically, the flight was free, but she had to pay the taxes on it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's and it's still like that. In fact, like I did manage to uh, get it together to look up a few flights out to Arizona. You know, spring training, we don't know yet <laughs> if they're going to have fans or not, but I looked up the flights, and I was like, eh. $62 like right. maybe eat that it's not the end of the world yeah I'm like they're, if I, they're gonna they're gonna start sell yeah selling tickets to the games here soon because everybody's excited about the Pfizer news yeah Pfizer well, seems to have the, the, the cure. Yeah. yeah but uh you know that's if we make it to next year because I'm not sure we will but uh <laughs> But I, but I will say this, and, and the reason I say that is because I've been on a new Twitter-like website called Parlor, and Sunranto is now officially on Parlor. And what I'm reading over there, I'm thinking we're not making it to next year. Like, I, as far as I can tell, hell's going to hell. Hell on earth has arrived, and now it's just time for Jesus to come back, take everybody away, yeah. and that's what's going to happen now. Well, here's how ridiculous that thing is. So it's it's actually if people are wondering it's P A R L E R which is French which first off let's just stop right there the fucking conservatives like anything that's French come on they changed what? french fries to freedom fries after the fucking 911 okay like yeah. these fucking idiots and now <laughs> they're joining this french website but they don't even know how to say it they call it parlor yeah but it's parlay yeah that's well i mean what it's it Spelling and pronunciation, not a lot of those people's strong point, as I've noticed by some right, of the which, parlays. Which makes it really funny because there's another site, P-A-R-L-O-R, and it's uh, a .me, so it's out of like Mesopotamia. And a lot of these conservatives are there, and they're really, really fucking frustrated because they're not getting what they're expecting. You can go on the Google App Store, and you can read the, the comments, and they're just Bitching because it's not what they're looking for. They're like they're like, I thought this was just all Sean Hannity all the time. <laughs> yep, and they're like, they're like, why why am I getting all these ads and why do I keep getting matched up with men? I'm here for women. <laughs> <laughs> 
So there's not a lot of women on Parlor, but there, but we are on Parlor and uh, Sunranto. Follow us there, S O N R A N T O. If you are into conspiracy theories and Cubs baseball, come on <laughs> over. And I've um I've actually I've I had a one so far. I've had one like on uh, any of my par parlays or parlees. On uh, my parlay, I I tweeted out or or parlayed out, I should say. Um, the Marlins runs against the Cubs were fraudulent because the expanded playoffs were not agreed to before the season began. The system was rigged. I demand a redo of the 2020 playoffs with the Cubs versus the Braves in the first round five game series. So like, that's the only way to make this right. I demand a recount. I figure I'm speaking their language out there on parlor. That's what they're all about. They want things redone. And so, uh, I, I, they, jumped, they, in, I jumped in the deep end of the pool. I don't think they understand what you're talking about, Danny. I mean, every time you say infield, they think you're talking about where they park cars at the racetrack. Well, all I can tell you is when we, when it comes to recounts, I know that Cubs fans are going to want some on the awards that were handed out this week. Uh, you know, when we're looking at the awards season, the uh, first one that kind of came up. Grandpa Lossie taking the L. Takes right the, the L. I kind of struggled this, with this one because, you know, he lost to Don Mattingly, Marlins. Again, once again, the Marlins beat us. and uh, But it was like they wanted to reward Mattingly for doing so much with a bunch of no-names because they all got COVID. So, like, should they be, like, should he be getting honored for that or, or penalized? You know what I mean? No, I, I don't no. know. Penalized. I, I, that's where that's what I'm saying is that like I'm looking at this and it's like Ross and the players did what they had to do. Yeah, I granted uh, oh, Mattingly Danny, had to use like fifty making me cringe. I know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Mattingly had to use fifty some players or whatever, but that ain't our problem. That's because your team couldn't keep your shit together. I mean, they did manage to like beat the Cubs in the playoffs and they made it there. Well, they shouldn't have made it there with actual if they had actually had a regular season and not the expanded playoffs, they're not in the playoffs, but they did manage to make the expanded playoffs with like guys that had been like driving, like that's pure, buses the night that's pure fucking luck though. You know, that's like, you know, you, you throw guys. I mean, it's not like these guys weren't professional baseball players. You know, they, it, it's not, uh, it was like independent league guys. It yeah, was it's not they, they Rowan were, Gardner. Yeah. You know, it's not a kid from the fucking eighth grade out there. <laughs> well, well, you know, it was, it was, it was like just, I said, the, I the Cubs. I, I don't think, I don't actually don't think anybody deserved it. Like nobody deserves any awards this year at all. That season was a joke. But if you're going to give thing. it to somebody, you give it to Rossi because he had a team that zero COVID infections at all. And in his first year, he took this team. They were in fourth or fourth place. <laughs> Freudian slip. They were in first place all but what four or five games this year. Yeah, they almost went wire to wire. Yeah, I mean, so, four, so not only did he manage the team not getting sick, but he also managed them on the field better than almost any other team. Like they were, they were great. They were third overall, I think. And that's t- that takes us to another award that the Cubs won for the first time ever. The uh, Golden Gloves gave out a team award. Yeah, what the hell? They're like making up awards in a COVID year. It's like, dude, they played sixty games, and now you have extra awards. Like, what <laughs> the hell? Like, tell call me when you have a two hundred game season. You're like, then you put extra awards on the field. But like, you know, this is a sixty game season. They're like, you know what? We need more awards. 
<laughs> I mean, what the hell? Right. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff. Uh, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Right, and so you know, it's so stupid. But when you talk about Ross, you're you're talking about again the the defense looked really sloppy in 2019, and they went from being one of the worst, you know, a mediocre defensive team to being the one that won the Gold Gloves. So I really I felt like Rossi kind of probably should have gotten it, but the Marlins kind of had a bunch of no name kids and blah blah blah. But I I don't know. Can I show you some? Can I show you some stats for that? Uh, The team Cubs team fielding this year, Um, and the stat we live on this show: the der 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 der. Yeah, the Uh, defensive efficiency ratio, baby. Seven oh eight we had, which is which was much better than the year before. And uh, St. Louis was number one with a seven thirty one. Dodgers were up there seven twenty nine. White Sox were surprisingly good. I mean, they had that great center fielder that lost rookie of the year, Luis uh, Robert. Yeah, um, I, would, I had him down here in these notes as well. In yeah. but check this out. This is what really stuck out to me uh, is that the Cubs uh, they played. 4,665 innings last year. Whereas the Cardinals only, they played over 400 less, fewer innings. Yeah. 400 fewer innings. And so their dur was way high. They do have a good defense. But if you look at their errors, the Cubs only had 30 errors. And that's like an old fashioned kind of stat that you, you know, that people look. I know there's a lot more to it, like range, like people used to look up fielding percentage. And now that's like not a thing. It's like the Darwin Barney of gold gloves, you know, kind of thing. Oh, but, but it's, it's right there, Danny. Fielding percentage. I see it on the end of your stat. It's on it. It's, we had a 986, which was quite high, but not quite as high as Seattle's. But either way, like, and Seattle had a good defense too, but 30 errors on the season. St. Louis had 33 errors, but in 400 fewer innings. So, like, you know, I, you know, you can shove your dur up your butt, you know, at that point. So, uh, you know, it's the Cubs defense did improve. And I think so if you look at any kind of stat that you, that, you're looking and you're, it better be a good defense next year. Cause now you even have less pitchers. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like they better be catching everything that gets hit out there. I, um, I don't know how the 400 innings comes out. I mean, that is what's on there, but that is like 44 games. I know. I don't know how it meant. Uh, there's a couple <laughs> ways. It, it, there's a like couple a whole ways other season that they missed. I know. I know. I don't know how it's that many fewer games. It's gotta be wrong. Right. It feels like it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's odd. I mean, they played less games, but they also played two innings less of a lot of games. Right. Um, and then they also wouldn't have had to feel the team in the bottom of the inning on the games that they lost, but they didn't lose that many more than the Cubs. So I don't know. I don't know how it happened that way. 
Right. But yeah, it was really I'll weird. Have to, actually, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be a typo, right? Right. When you said that, I was like, 400. At first, I took it, and I'm like, how many the, games the, is 4,257 <laughs> innings? Well, you know, yeah. they got the Gold Glove Award. They didn't get the Manager of the Year Award. But the one that really irked me was you, Darvish, finishing second in the Cy Young Awards, which was absolute horseshit. And to give it to this jackass, who the fuck wears that? Yeah, Trevor Bauer's uh, suit was, I mean, what is that vest called? With I'm, the double I'm pretty sure. Double-breasted? Isn't that Leonardo DiCaprio's outfit from uh, Django, Django Unchained? Unchained? Yeah, that's a good You know what I mean? That. When he was the uh, the racist, slave owner, Nazi asshole shitbag? Yeah. Yeah, he does look like a proud boy in this thing. And not to mention the fact that it makes him look fat. You put the double buttons on each side <laughs> and like it's just drawing attention to your midsection. You know, you just you automatically look fatter. Um, you know, what what color is that anyway? That's like some weird gray brown. Like it's like it couldn't and it be melts more into drab. His couch and, and right. Yeah. I was going to say they had to they had to get a new couch after he made that suit. Yeah, exactly. It's like it, so, look at it. Look at his stupid agave plant in the back too. It's like you know he can't. He doesn't even. He, you know this is what he chose to show. Everybody's got some dumb leather couch that it looks like he garbage picked. Like that's not even a nice. <laughs> that's like in college when you went dumpster diving when people would toss it out and you oh that's perfectly good couch. Yeah, you know there's like bed bugs in that thing, and uh, you know, and then just look at him. He's like got the brown tie and the and the stupid looking suit, making him look fat. Look at his belly. I was like, saying, nobody, nobody's he, he looks like the love child of AJ Przinsky and Marge Schott. That's what I kind of. Yeah, he looks like a proud boy. I'm, I, I am, I do not want the Cubs to get Trevor Bauer. I know well, he's a very talented. Luckily, he pitcher. won't. Because it <laughs> exactly. costs too much money. Well, exactly. Then I can be happy about it when he sides with uh, the Cardinals. I, I think like, this is good. Bill, I think this is Bill Sugars because he's gone anonymous lately. Wild Wild West vibes, yes, from that Will Smith movie. The oh yeah yeah. Good call. I think Bill no. Sugars. I'm not yeah. sure. Well, I listened yeah. to uh, Cubs talk today. Uh, Gordon Wittenmeyer and the Catman talking about this, and Gordon really broke it down nicely about how many games. How about you take that picture off of the fucking screen? Nobody, yeah, yeah, I'm, nobody I'm sick of looking at his ugly, stupid, proud <laughs> face. You know? I'm like, I'm like, I'm talking here, and I can't see myself. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I need no, to admire uh, my my lips. Movie. Gordon Wittenmeyer, uh completely like broke it down how uh, these games broke out, and how Bauer basically dodged every real tough game. You know, like he didn't have as many games against tough opponents. And then right at the end of the year when they were kind of neck and neck in like ERA and stuff, which ERA is not something you should really be looking at for this award, but these guys are old and they do that. But uh, they're right there and Udarvish's ERA dropped off, but he hit the Twins and the White Sox. You know, he had like a bunch of tough games right at the end, all against playoff contenders. And Bauer did not like, and he basically put it like this. You look at like strength of schedule because not all these, you know, you got DeGrom not playing these teams and stuff and they're playing different people And the strength of schedule, according to Whitmire really looked like it favored you Darvish, which means you got to give him the award because he did basically the same amount like this. He was just as good, but against better competition. 
Well, for example, I'm looking at it right now. Trevor Bauer, he faced. Well, hold on, let me put this up here really okay. quick here. So you're, you're taking a look of all three of the finalists here, and Bauer had the better ERA, but like Michael said, he faced lesser competition. And it's an antiquated, you know, yeah. kind of a bullshit stat now. Uh, fielder independent pitching goes to Darvish. Okay. He had the better fielder independent uh, pitching on that. He had uh, Darvish had the better war. Uh, DeGrom had the best K9. Uh, walks per nine, Darvish was better than him on that. Walks uh, compared to uh, strikeouts to walks, Darvish was better. Home runs given up through nine, Darvish was better. By a lot. Yeah. By half a, like a half a full home run. So yeah. it's it's just kind of it, it's it's frustrating for a couple of reasons here, and I, I made this meme uh, and put it on Twitter the other day. You know, Trevor Bowers cheat. It's the one where the guy's looking at the girl while holding his girlfriend's hand. It says Trevor Bowers cheating ass. BBWA for the Baseball Writers Association and Cubs fans get looking pissed. And here's why: is that Trevor Bauer. Say what you want about him, about his politics, or about harassing women, about being a dipshit, all around just complete piece of shit of a person. About here's dressing the, like a slave owner. Yes. Here's the thing, though, <laughs> is that Bauer was the one that basically said Houston's cheating, and here's why. And this is where Len Casper gets his big heart on over him, is that he went into his lab, you know, and 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 studied Pitch it, and man. basically he basically said, you know, he figured out that rotations – that, that Houston is using some sort of substance on the ball because he said there's no way you get the RPMs without something tacky. You just can't increase it, what these guys were increasing in Houston. And so he started demonstrating how to do it, and then all of a sudden he got really quiet because he was sucking, if you remember. was it his, When he got traded to Cincy, he was terrible. He was garbage. And all of a sudden, at the very end of the year, right before he's going to go to free agency because he always signs these one-year deals, his numbers just went through the roof. What happened? So if you look here at this stat right here, this is showing the spin rate. And if you're looking here, the best spin rate by a whole hell of a lot went to Trevor Bauer. Bauer. Yeah. yeah. So if, for for the podcast listeners who are listening to this uh, at a later moment, there's it's a you know it's just a normal graph, but yeah, uh, Trevor Bauer's spin rate is well up over 300. And the next best spin rate is like Tyler Molly at about two thirty, you know, something like that. So that's yeah, uh, Robbie Ray is in there. Uh, Brandon Woodruff uh, from the Brewers who had a great year. Uh, Robbie Ray, who just got signed by the Blue Jays, one one of the first guys to go out of free agency, maybe a domino to fall. Eight million bucks he got there. Here's so, the, here's the thing that gets me about that stat though. They had minus minus a hundred. Is that a fucking knuckleball? <laughs> Mike, Mike, yeah. Mike fires over there throwing the, the, the ball's not moving at all. Well, yeah. here's, but here's, here's the issue guys. When we take a look at this, uh, I used to, I listened to sports radio, six seventy the score here in Chicago, in the Chicagoland area. And there was, it used to be years ago. It's actually Sammy Sosa's birthday today. Happy and birthday, Sammy. Happy birthday, Mr. 609. But what one time when, remember when you had the cork bat, the bat breaks, there's cork. And all of a sudden, all the sports writers go, oh, my God, he used cork. And so CNN or one of the news networks went to interview Dan Bernstein, and they said, what do you think about the cork in his bat? And Bernstein said, I'm not worried about the cork in the bat. I'm worried about what he's putting in his body. And everyone's like, oh, you can't say that. It's like, 
why it's clear. We all saw it. Everybody knew that yeah. they were we all on the juice, McGuire and Sosa and everybody else. So here's the thing that bothers me is why was nobody on MLB Network? I'm watching it. Why was nobody really talking about the fact that his spin rate went out of control using a substance which is illegal in baseball, like not following through on the rules? And so what bothers me is that nobody brings it up. Nobody mentions it. And if you remember, I can't remember, who did Frank Thomas? He lost an MVP to, uh, what was his name? I think he's dead now, uh, from San Diego. And, oh, Tony uh, Gwynn? No, it wasn't Gwynn. Gwen didn't use. It was a different guy. It was, it was a steroid user. And he lost it. And it's just like bullshit. It's like, it's like Trevor Bauer cheated, and his reward for cheating is the Cy Young Award well, and a I massive mean, contract. He's he's cheating in a way that they seem to have been letting everybody cheat in the long, you know, for a long time. It's the same. It's it's a Barry Bonds situation. Barry Bonds was out there doing it the right way, and then he saw everybody, you know, injecting themselves, using PEDs, and really getting good. And he was basically like, you know what? Let me show them what it looks like when I use this shit. Because if you're not going to crack down on them, they're going to get these bigger contracts than me. I'm going to show you what what I can do. But aren't we going to – that's my point is that aren't we going to learn from that shit from the Barry Bonds situation? Oh, they're never going to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, was it Not Jason it. Giambi? It might have been. Yeah, it was Giambi. That, that, so it's for Oakland. So Giambi got the MVP over Frank Thomas, and he was totally juicing. So here again, you reward a guy. Like everybody looked the other way, just like they're looking the other way for Pintar. If you want to make it part of the rules that everybody gets to use it, then fine. Then, then Trevor Bauer, if, you know, again, I still think Darvish deserves it, but then the case can be made for Trevor Bauer, fine, if, if it's legal. But if it's illegal, why are you rewarding him? Why are these sports writers rewarding him? Because they're stupid. You know, and if we look at some of these other races as well, like the, the rookie of the year, uh, Kyle Lewis on the AL side, Kyle Lewis of the Mariners won this, edged out Luis Robert, and it's ridiculous. It's basically an offense award. Luis Robert had uh, a better offensive uh, year, but or not Luis Robert, uh, Kyle Lewis had a better offensive year, but freaking Robert had a 1.6 war to Lewis's 1.4 war because Robert won a gold glove in center field, the same position. He was a better defender. He's a better all-around player. Yeah. But they're just like, well, well you this, know, the OPS plus was 126 to 101. Sports, We're just going to give it to this guy. The sports writers vote, and I often thought it would be best if the players voted. Like, let the players, the players are out there looking at each other. The players should be able to vote on, on these, not the sports writers. Cause like, let's, let's, I mean, even somebody like Whitmire, you're mostly watching the Cubs. You know, you're yeah. watching that team. And when you look in and dig in in the stats, you can make your opinions. Like that jerk off from, uh, the Orange County Register, uh, what's his name? Hornstra. From the OC Hornstra. register, JP Hornstra, who like <laughs> he didn't even vote for Darvish at all. Like he, he got he no vote in at the all. Top five at all. He wasn't even in the top five. And I'm like, that is unacceptable. Like you are just garbage. Like how uh, how are you even? Do you even have a job if you're not voting for the, one of the top pitchers? Yeah. In the the only way that's acceptable is if he says if he was trying to make a statement like what you're saying right now. Like we shouldn't even be voting on this because I never saw him pitch. You know what I mean? He didn't even make that argument. He had a whole bunch. His argument was just like a whole bunch of words. It was a a word salad. It was stupid. It was a word salad. He had some math to back it up. And he's like, well, I kept having to drop him out down into the the bottom of the the league. And I'm like, 
you know, whatever. <laughs> Even uh, though, as we saw, uh, he led those three, the three options, he was leading them throughout. Like, you know, he had more of the top spots, you know, out of those stats that Crawley was showing earlier. You know, yeah. he had, what, six of them to three for Bauer and two for DeGrom. Like, Innings yeah. pitch, fielder independent pitching, war, uh, walks per nine, Ks to walks, home runs per nine. That I mean, he was leading in a lot of stats. And so yeah. it's just ridiculous. And you want to talk about stupidity of voters, Michael. Uh, the MVP sure. vote was today. And guess oh, who see, that's the one vote. I haven't heard yet. Oh. You, <laughs> no. Well, oh, but did, uh, one more thing about you, though. Did you know that he's getting – he didn't even know he was going to get a million-dollar escalator? <laughs> For this, for for second place finish, you Darvish, Jordan Bastian tweeted out he's going to receive a one million dollar escalator on his year's yearly salary the next year, uh, the next three seasons, and you said he plans to donate a portion of that to charity. So um, I was wondering, like, what does a million dollar escalator look like? And then I found it. Look at the, how <laughs> impressive that escalator is. That's Just a like badass escalator. escalator to heaven. It's like colorful and it's got the zodiac on the side. I so. don't know, man. That looks that looks. Interesting, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, that's actually at the British Museum of Art. In case you're ever there, uh, well, you know, I'm I've, going there now just to ride that million dollar that million dollar U Darvish escalator. So the MVP, MVP this year goes to Freddie Freeman of the Braves and Jose Abreu of the Chicago White Sox. We'll be talking to their manager, Tony Larusa, zooming in a little bit later. So we're excited. Oh, about nice. That. Yeah, we're excited. Tony's coming on. Yeah. But, old uh, friend of the show. Well, old, oh. Um, did you have more about the MVP? Because yes, because Ian Happ okay. finished, got a tenth place vote, and someone <laughs> else got a vote for MVP. Ryan Tapera, Ryan Tapera, yeah. who is about the third, or f- probably the, probably like the fifth option out of the Cubs bullpen, maybe sixth, seventh. So, there are Cubs fans going. Who's Ryan Tapera? So <laughs> here it is, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Tapera. Right there, you could see it. He got a vote. And who voted for him? A Hall of Fame baseball writer, Rick Hummel of St. Louis. So so they followed up with uh, Hummel and basically said, dude, what's going on? He's like, oh, I'm a Hall of Famer and I know what I'm doing. But there was a drop-down menu. I meant to select Trey Turner and I accidentally hit Ryan Tapera. And that's that's what we're dealing with with the stupidity of these oh, guys, right? We're we're dealing with boomers who don't know how to use fucking computers, <laughs> and and they're trying to vote on their phones, and they got their big fat fingers, and the buttons aren't big enough, all that stuff. <laughs> now, what, now, how much uh, how much of an escalator does Tapera get for that vote? Like he must have had something <laughs> like deep, and he's like, hey, all right, all right, we're gonna give you a little tykes uh, playset, and uh, they honestly, somebody has to like hang like a, a a fake voting card or something in the in his locker for next year like with his one one MVP vote like an M, one, like a t-shirt for him or some shit Let, let's know? get him voted on the all-star team somehow <laughs> um no, uh, Tapera's a contract I see that just for that one MVP vote he actually gets a dumbwaiter so he's <laughs> congratulations <laughs> Ryan dumb, <laughs> so <laughs> So you Darvish, he got an escalator, but uh, Tapera got a dumbwaiter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so no, congratulations. So I was going to point out the rookie of the year the for the National League because 
we talked about the uh, AL and how Luis Roberts should have gotten that. But uh, in the National League, they gave it to Devin Williams of the Brewers. Do you know who Devin Williams is? Yeah, he yeah, was, like he a, was a bullpen for Milwaukee. Got but, yeah, a yeah but, but the answer is, is no. Yeah, <laughs> the answer is no. I didn't really know who he was. Yeah, like, so he pitched 5.1 innings versus the Cubs this year. Uh, he it, against the Cubs, he put up ten strikeouts, three hits, two walks, one hit by pitch, and uh, did not give up a run against the Cubs. So you know, against the Cubs, he was pretty good. But this guy pitched uh, like a total of like forty, forty something innings. Uh, and Jake Cronenworth of the Padres and Alec Baum of the Phillies tied for second, which is kind of ridiculous in itself. But Cronenworth. Easily should have won this. He played 351 innings. Like he played the whole season. He played well. Uh, he had a higher, um, he had a higher war than any of these other, than either one of these other guys. Like he's just a better all around player. He did more to impact his team. And they, who's given a fucking award like this to a relief pitcher? It's as ridiculous as Tapera. Right, except for he actually got this award. And if you notice, uh, Crawley, if you put that that thing up there where you showed Tapera's one vote, <laughs> that yeah. guy uh, Devin Williams also got one vote, and he's right below <laughs> Tapera. Yeah. So somebody <laughs> thinks that Devin Williams is good enough to not only win the Rookie of the Year as a fucking reliever in a shortened season, but also he should. You know, him and him and Ryan Tapera should have been, uh, you know, up on the MVP diet. And I also like I saw you, Darvish, on that list, too. And and I am of the thought like I think there are some cases in which a pitcher could be an MVP. I do think that there are like a closer sometimes even, you know, I could see some cases where somebody just so dominant that like that, that they are the most valuable player, um, whatever that means. But for the most part, I don't think it's a pitcher's award at all. Like, no. you know, you no. saw Darvish on there. You saw a couple pitchers on there. I don't. I think that should be a position player. That's why they have the Cy Young. And didn't they used to have like the Rolades Relief Man of the Year? They might yeah. still have that. You know yeah. what I mean? The Fireman that comes out. That's why they have that award. So, like, if we're going to be, you know, saying, you know, maybe they should have the Middle Relief Award where they give away, you know, one of Trevor Bauer's vests. They give, they they give away a, a lifetime supply of Pepto Bismol. Of Pepto Bismol, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's it's weird, man. And, and the MVP, I mean, it's obviously just a popularity contest. They're not really – they do go by stats, but mostly they go by something else, and it, I think it's gut. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't understand what the baseball writers of America are doing. I don't know that a lot of these guys and, – and if I'm not mistaken, it's one of these things where, you know, like Crawley was saying, the Hall of Fame baseball writer – like he probably he he fucking writes like four stories a year because he's ancient and you know he doesn't know how to use computers and shit and so he they really aren't doing the job the well, same like what, way what, that they what used to. Somebody, what doesn't somebody like Brett Taylor get a vote? You know, or or you know that's just this uh, the the internet blog people for some reason even though they are so uh, I mean informative and also influential in our fandom probably more so than like the trip like maybe as much as the tribune but at least as much as they were our whole lives growing they up they won't even know? let guys that do television get in 
to the Baseball Writers Association. Okay, mm-hmm. so like Cabman, who watches all these games, he's not he's in. not even eligible to vote because of the medium because this newfangled TV thing. Yeah, no, it's it, it that's what it is. I mean, so they it's really old school, and so. You know, that's the problem is like these things are so important. They're so important to players. It means extra money for them. It means like escalators and dumb waiters and all sorts of great prizes. And it's being decided by old cigar chopping dudes who, uh, you know, still don't understand, you know, like why there are women who, why women get to work here now. (laughs) Right. Like that's who's deciding this. So like that's the unfortunate thing of of the entire situation. But that's why I say let the players vote. They know more than anybody. They know who's the bet, the most valuable. They know, uh, and I think that they would be an honest. Uh, they'd give you an honest assessment. And I don't know who they would have voted for for any of this stuff. I'd be curious to know. Now he was never the most valuable cub, but there is a cub who had some good news this week, and he's probably the most valuable to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, we've we've gotten uh, a lot of mileage out of uh, pretty of uh, Addison Russell out here in the past. <laughs> No, he's no John Baker. Absolutely, like you know, that's is this is what a shame for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what a great thing for him. John Baker is now a pirate. <laughs> so, uh, nice. Re- nice rem- little, uh... Remember his mental skills advice: be where you are. Um. So yeah, we're we're losing John to the the Buckos inner division too. Yeah. So Brian, see our Pirates fan friend Brian's excited. Look what he texted me. He goes, "Our farm system is halfway decent. He actually might not hate his job, although he needs to do everything he can from being promoted to Pittsburgh." <laughs> <laughs> Technically, his official title is Director of Farm Development for the Astros and the Rays. So <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> which I which I I screenshotted and sent immediately to John, and then I never heard back again. Yeah, that- so- being the farm director for a team for the Rays being like one of the lowest, like that's how bad the Pirates are that the Rays look like the Yankees to them. Yeah. You know, with, with John though, and this is from John Baker day, uh, first or second one, was it the second one? I believe this is the second one with the gold John Baker bobblehead that we gave him. And, um, that still sits at you know behind his desk. It's it. He really is. You know, he's done so much for the Lost Boys this year. He's the one that kind of really didn't want it to be about him anymore and wanted to kind of use his platform to help others. Uh, just the stuff that he's kind of talked to us about the stories. Uh, the John Baker days have just been an absolute trip. We've had a lot of fun with them, but uh, like you said, just sad that we're going to lose him. But happy for him and his family. He deserves it. Uh, and he's he's going to be missed around here. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, and, it, um, yeah. Go ahead, Michael. Oh no, no, no. Go ahead. You're on it. No, yeah. I mean, it's just ever since we first met him, and it's just kind of like we we it all came at kind of accidentally, which was the most fun thing. The song was accidental. The uh, meeting him, hearing it was accidental. Him being asked, well, him coming back to the Cubs after uh, being he went to Seattle for. Uh, just the spring training, and then they wanted to send him down uh, to the fake DL. And he was like, nah, I'm not doing that. I, I retire. And the Cubs bring him back as an ambassador. Then he ends up getting his degree um, from ASU in mental skills. And they, he gets hired out with Darnell McDonald and um, who's the guy, the uh, Madden's guy. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He passed yeah. away recently. 
Uh, Revisa, Ken, Dr. Ken, Ken Revisa, Ken, yeah. Ken Revisa, yeah. So you know, and so him getting into there, and then then we win the World Series in the middle of that, and we do the job, and we invite him to John Baker Day. He he says, yeah, sure, I'll come around. Then he ends up being a cool guy who plays guitar and knows a lot about a lot, and then you know, so it's just really been or such an organically special. There he is playing the guitar picture, and uh, me, you, crawlers, Nicole. This might be the first John Baker Day. Um, and you know, obviously the work that we did with, uh, Ivy Envy and we were working on that together and interviewing him and how much fun he was coming and talking. Uh, and John did, we talked, we texted a little bit and he, he wanted me to know that this is, you know, see you later, not this is goodbye. And you know what? I know that I'm from showbiz. So like I've in my career, there's been a lot of people that have passed through me, you know what I mean? And a lot, a lot, from all varying walks of life. And it's in it. He's one of the more beautiful stories I think we had. And he wrote such a nice letter and I'd put it up, but it's going to be very small on your screen, kind of how it shows up. So I just, um, you know, read a little bit of it or, or read it fast. He just says, thank you to the organization who we have served faithfully for the last five years. The ending of a playing career is a difficult time. And he goes on to talk about, um, you know, being teamless for the first time after being on the Cubs and then, you know, being sent down uh, to the minor leagues uh, with and not wanting to do that with um, the Mariners. And then it's like my last year I, in 2014, I batted 192. But then Theo called and said, hey, uh, we're going to figure out a role for you later. Will you please come back? We think you're great. You know, we want to support your academic pursuits, which I thought was really interesting. And then um talks about, you know, kind of being a part of the Chicago – we all know this as Cubs fans, but that being a part of Cub fandom is bigger than just baseball. It's, it, it you know, it's a family. It is a, a storied uh, franchise, and it's a community. It's like right downtown. You know, we – you know, Bleacher Jeff was getting a ball from the, the – from uh, Chad Noble every day, you know, and we we saw those guys all the time, even with the pandemic. And like, you know, he just goes on. He talks about John Baker day. He talks about the left field bleacher fans that, you know, supported him for the night, the backup catcher got the win. That's us, of course. And, you know, it's just like, we were so lucky to have the, the time we did have with John. And it was, it didn't even, it was totally accidental. We might have just thrown one John Baker day. He didn't show up. <laughs> we did it for fun. And, you know, maybe he called in or we, because I think I interviewed him one time about it. And then, you know, and that, nothing could have ever come out of it after that. Instead, five years later, we're going strong. And how about the happenstance of us changing it to Buck O'Neill Day right before he, you know, he wanted his name out of it. Well, now he's not even around. You know, yeah. I don't know. It, I don't know. It, it, it worked out. In Chicago. It worked, it out. worked out. good. And, uh, you know, uh, he was just, like I said, just uh, that first John Baker day is one of my favorite organic memories of just a game of just absolute the whole day. I was I was there at like nine in the morning and I didn't get home until I don't even know when. But that whole game, that whole nuttiness, there's a huge rain delay and the Cubs won like sixteen to three. And yeah. John John was out in the bleachers with us and it was you know, there's so many people that day. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was and, one of those things that kind of dawns on you, like he sat out there in those bleachers and said like he'd never seen a game from out there. Yeah. Right. And you don't think about it. Oh, yeah. He was a professional baseball player. They don't sit in the stands. 
That's ever. why Rizzo was. That's why Rizzo was going out there. Like this is awesome out here. Yeah. No wonder people like it here. This is a great place to watch a ball you're, game. You remember Theo in 2016 uh, took a game out there too. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, when, did, well, he sat in the stands a lot. You know, he didn't. Right? Play. Yeah, he 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 grew up watching baseball and stuff like. But you don't think about like if these guys are really going to make it to the major leagues, they never get that opportunity necessarily because they're just fucking playing baseball. Yeah. All the time. If you're that good, you don't get to take a lot of time off. And then, you know, I mean, you might go to your local, you know, like as a kid, you'll get to go to like your local one if you happen to live near one. But yeah, but just the idea that he had played for the Cubs and never sat out there. It was the first time it really dawned on me how these players love this stadium and the way they love it. But they like to see it the way that we see it as well like we would love to sit in the dugout for a game and they're looking at us going like i'd like to sit out there with those drunken assholes actually i don't know if i want to sit in the dugout for a game like those (laughs) those balls come in pretty fast everybody's spitting and covid's happening like you know oh man i wish i could have done the the bullpen game i would have loved to do the bullpen game back when back when it was on the field and those guys couldn't move oh man so, and uh, I will say this, that this is another thing about the John Baker Day. It did culminate in this award that was sent. We got an award, Game Changer of the Year Award from the Lost Boys. This isn't, isn't this cool? Look at this. It, it got my name on it. It says Sun Rantos, which is now, uh, I guess, the name of our podcast. Sun Rantos. We're changing it. We're, we're pluralizing it. Well, and, I was, um, I, I, for a minute there, I thought I was going to say Sean Rando. I, yeah. I like I like the fact though that your you, the the logo was on there. I thought that was an awesome touch. Yeah, yeah. Levante put the logo on there, uh, the Sunranto logo that which was drawn by Michael. Actually, this is Michael's artwork. It yeah, might, and my, it's on Chris Soloto's uh, leg too. Yeah, that's on my. Yeah, it's on Chris got that tattoo, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, I got the little Cubes fans. Sometimes I I threw up a couple little cartoons yesterday because I was fucking around. So uh, anyway, it's I was very proud to receive that. Thank you, Levante. I know you're not watching, but thank you, Levante, um, and uh, thank you, Lost Boys. That's real, just really cool. And like the fact that like that's how John Baker Day kind of this this iteration of it kind of ends for the moment, you know. And we move on do something else. I think you it's never cool. know. It might actually free him up a little bit because if you're the farm director, you're at the top. Like he's kind of calling some shots up there rather than and you're like milk the cows. Yeah. So like if he wants, if he wants to take July 29th off, yeah, like, the silo. it might be a little easier for him to say, you know, I got to go to Chicago on July 29th, you know, cause yeah, he's we the get- boss. As I said, I don't think it's, I don't think it's goodbye. We'll definitely see him. And you know, the pirates, you know, it's a cool organization. You get to maybe now we dress like pirates for John Baker Day because he's a pirate. Every time he changes oh, teams or something, yeah, we'll just it'll be like uh, weird Cubs fan talk like a pirate day. That's <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be tough for for him too. Like you know, the Pirates is a whole different system. They're down in uh, Florida, so be you know, because I think he lives in Arizona, right? And then yeah, but Arizona spring training, all that stuff. That's where, you know, a lot of Cubs stuff is located anyway. And now uh, it's all down in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Cubs stuff, the last little bit of Cubs news that is the for what will forever be known as the Martinez trade <laughs> where, <laughs> where Jose 0 for 21 as uh, was 
finally traded to the Rays, and we gave them Pedro Martinez, an infielder, not the famous pitcher that threw Don uh, uh, threw uh, Don Zimmer to the ground. In the Popeye, Popeye, <laughs> he's like grabbing by the ears and just like toss him in the grass like a sack of rags. Um, so, uh, you know, so now we got over 21 as he's on the team, at least for next year, I guess, because he's arbitration eligible. I don't know if he would be on the non-tender list. Maybe he would be, I don't know. Um, and then, uh, but Pedro Martinez, I don't know anything about him. Uh, but I just like that a guy named Martinez was traded for another guy named Martinez. Now, the other trade that got completed was the Andrew Chafin trade. Chafin. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, the only thing that's fucked up about that Martinez for a Martinez trade is, like, they don't even get you a new uniform. It still smells like the other Martinez, like it yeah, was game-worn. Yeah, it already has your name. You're like, you're number, you're number 53. That's how it is. <laughs> um, Ronnie Simon. Uh, who actually had the highest WRC plus in the Cubs system is who they sent over for Andrew Chafin. Um, he was like one of those international draft dudes. And I mean, you know, kind of sucks to give up uh, some, yeah, I don't know who Ronnie Simon is going to be, but we knew, we know that Andrew Chafin won shit. So <laughs> right. <laughs> we, that is the known known. Now, and, um, Speaking- and also, I totally jinxed uh, the Marcus Stroman. Remember, I wanted Marcus Stroman last week. I was like, oh, Cubs, they should make a splash, get Marcus Stroman. Well, he signed his qualifying offer with the Mets and that Dude, ship and sail. Did you guys- not and, and not only did he do, do that, but he fucking trashed the White Sox because so many White Sox people were getting excited. Like he's liking tweets from, you know, different White Sox players and shit. And he was like, yeah, fuck them and Tony La Russa. Well, I think Tony LaRusso should be able to, you know, I don't know. Uh, we, we, he's coming on. We got him on a Zoom. He should be able to speak for himself. He he couldn't figure out his browser wasn't new enough to be able to handle StreamYard, which we're coming to you live on. Thank you to our Sunranto Patreon patrons who help us keep the lights on here. But uh, can we get Tony LaRusso on? He's he's coming through like some weird like old Skype that uh, yeah. is from his is iPhone three, I believe, is what he was using. Let's see so, if we can get him in here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on this here. That's- he's he's on an old Safari. It's like 4.0, I believe. He was using a, a Netscape browser when we first talked to him. Tony, and- Tony, can Tony, can you hear us here real quick, Tony? Tony, can we get you on? There you are. Hey, how's everyone doing? Uh, good, Tony. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, you know, congratulations on the White Sox yeah. job. Um, it, you, you kind of, you know, uh, you got a little uh, red stuff around your lips. Uh, is that what is that? It is a little red wine. I, I just kind of like washed, washed. I have the big jugs of Ernest and Gallo wine that I like to have with dinner. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, the the, Chia, the Chianti. That's a heck of a wine. Um, yeah. So, uh, th- let me ask you, uh, elephant in the room. You got pop for a DUI. I mean, who amongst us, you know, uh, last February, are you trying to embarrass me? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I wanted to ask you about it. Uh, you know, you, you had a couple of quotes, you, you know, to the police, you said, I am, I'm a, I'm a, uh, what a baseball hall of famer, baseball person, I'm legit. Now, were you trying to use your Hall of Fame status to no, kind of get out of DI, DUI there? No, no, no. Look, here, I, I, I was trying to show my ring, okay? And I am a, a Hall of Famer baseball person, all right? So I don't need to hear shit from you, 
or anybody else, okay? Because I'm the manager and I say what goes. Okay. Yeah. What, okay. What did you think about the fact that Marcus Stroman did not decided he didn't want to play for you? Well, you know, there, there's always going to be a bunch of little bitches, and that's where Marcus <laughs> Stroman lands. He does. He, you know who I am? I'm a Hall of Fame baseball poet person. What, what does Marcus Stroman have? He don't got shit. And then he drinks. He drinks White Claws. What a sissy. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, well, he's gonna have a lot of money. He's got eighteen million dollars to buy quite a bit of White Claw right now. Uh, now uh, let me ask you: Have you talked to like any of your players? Like you know, that probably the one of the best shortstops that Chicago seen a long time, Tim Anderson. Uh, you know, is that is that the black fella? Uh, yeah, that, that's that's that that guy. Um, one of your players is a shortstop, uh, and he you know he likes to bat flip. He's a he's a bat flipper. And how do you feel about bat flips? Well, I'm gonna tell you about bat flips. Is that like bat flips and kneeling? It, only if it's sincere. And I am the judge of sincere. Like I sincerely wasn't drunk when I was driving the other night and hit the curb. T- Tony, uh, 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 please don't say anything incriminating on the Sun Ranter Show. Lord knows we do enough of that around here ourselves. Uh, you know, we don't want to get you in trouble. A lot of people in Chicago watching right now. So, uh, you know, well, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, and, you know, uh, out of uh, curiosity, have, uh, have you enjoyed the results of this election, Tony? Have you, in, in, you know, Biden, like, you know, I'm figuring, you know, you old guys probably sticking together, you know. Well, I got to say that, you know, I, I do a lot of stuff for Donald Trump and uh, I raise money for him. So I'm hoping to get a pardon for something I kind of didn't do. They're going to accuse me of drunk driving, but it's not true. I just had one glass, like I told you, one jug of wine at dinner. And so I definitely wasn't drunk. And I'm sorry it took me so long to get on here. I don't know how to use the Zoom very well. They had to give me a new laptop. I had Windows 98, and they said Zoom doesn't work with that. Yeah, I figure, well, if, if Windows 98 was good enough for the Rolling Stones, then I don't understand what the goddamn problem is. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, I, I agree with you, you know, Tony. It's it's weird how things just change over time, but you never do, do you? Well, you got the uh, same hairstyle as you did in 1986, and that's what I like about you. What, you did you set your watch by a Tony Larusa hairstyle. I'm wearing my good dentures and everything, man. That's that's the thing is that people are telling me I'm old. All right, <laughs> and, and, wait, uh, I think you might want to check that. It doesn't look like you've got any teeth. In yeah, that I, mouth. I think you might have lost your teeth, Tony. The, well, you might you might have pulled a. Uh, a uh, yeah, you, you might have lost your teeth like Lenny Dykstra you did might, that you one might time. Need a little, a little more denture grip on, uh, you know. Are they out again? Are. Damn it! Yeah, well, we'll let you, we'll let you go, Tony. And go find your dentures. But in the meantime, you know, good luck to you. Wait, and, I do, uh, I do have one more. Hold on, wait a second. I got. Oh, a oh, shit! Yeah, did did you just take a shit? I, I gotta check, guys. I appreciate everything. I'm not old. I'm young at heart and and I'm drunk. Don't uh, don't don't worry. There's a shower out in uh, center field bleachers. All right, who yeah. do I, I gotta go? Who's got my keys? Hold, I gotta go. D- d- call an Uber, Tony. Uh, maybe you can't even. The call fuck's, it what the fuck's an Uber? It's well a lift then. I don't I don't know. It's a taxi. Do you remember those? A rickshaw. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call something because you shouldn't be driving, Tony. All right, I gotta go. It's starting to smell here. 
Yeah, it, yeah. I, it, man, this not since Cubstradamus was on this show have I smelled that smell. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Crawley. I think your uh, your uh, your uh, camera was a little messed up. I know you just updated your uh, your uh, your system. So, but I, looking I love, good now. I, I love that Tony's willing to reach out to the North Side. Um, man. I, I can't wait for this next season. I really hope we check in with him every so well, often. Well, they they hate him on the south side already. He's got to. <laughs> Chicago's going to like him. He's not going to be invited on those podcasts. Man, it's it's really sad. I mean, it's like right as I was about to like start kind of liking the White Sox, be like, you know, this team is fun. Like you got your little Rick Renteria action. And then they do the one thing, the one thing they could have done to make me hate him. One hundred percent, I'm with you. I was like, I was kind of on. I was on this like White Sox train this year a little bit. Like, hey, the they're getting to the yeah. playoffs. I hope they do well, you know. And like, looking, it's a, it's a fun team to watch. And then they bring in the most unfun person ever. Well, here's yeah. the, here's the thing that you got to think about is that. I remember in 2016, I thought the Cubs were going to be in a minimum of three World Series. Now, sure, the Indians were going to win one at least. Okay. And so here's the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and it's like, these, <laughs> Man, we, these support for the Sun Ranto show comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls, jingle balls, jingle all the way. You know what? Uh, It's almost Christmas season, and it's time to trim your tree. Uh, Your untrimmed pubes should be a thing of the past. So it's time to gear up, get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. See, here's the thing. I've shaved my balls before, and I've cut my balls before, and it's painful. I screamed. I went, oh, God damn it. But that's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. Uh, it's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect holiday season gift. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut, free, and smelling nice down there. And uh, don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls, because uh, that's nasty. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Your stinky balls. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And all these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to go get yourself your balls shaved. Your dad, your brother needs their balls shaved, your friends... It's the best gift of all that you could give. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off 
free shipping. Code is armchair at manscaped.com. 20% off people with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud of your balls this year. Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. The wait is over. Football's in effect. All the teams strutting their stuff. Now, you're not at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online's going the extra mile. They want to make sure that you get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. So, what I want you to do is you go to Bet Online today, you use the promo code ARMCHAIR, and you're going to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. Back to the Sun Ranto show. These windows are small. We've seen it. It goes quick. And you there's no guarantee. Like I said, I was sure that the Indians were such a good team and we didn't have to face Brantley and we missed a couple of their good pitchers that were injured. I'm like, the Indians are still gonna they're gonna get their World Series, no big deal. If it's not gonna be the Cubs, it'll be the Indians. They're gonna face off. And we saw how quick quick it closed. The Cubs with one World Series and that window's closing fast. The Indians window is closed and they're gonna end up with nothing. And they had a great great team. And so with the White Sox, nothing. I know they look really good, but who knows if someone on the White Sox, if it's uh, Luis Robert or someone else is the next uh, Addison Russell that just kind of drops off. Or who knows? Who's the one? Um, or, or if they make it through the fucking winter without just dying from COVID. Well, yeah. no, but they have Yuan <laughs> Mankata has been talking about how he hasn't felt the same since being diagnosed with COVID. We don't know if there's going to be a strike season. So if you're sitting here and you burn, because it's a multi-year contract for La Russa, you burn a couple of years of your window. If he can't get along, he hasn't, you know, gotten a, you know, I heard today he finally got in touch with some people or something. Like I said, I don't know if his BlackBerry <laughs> had the, had the was, to it, but. He, he, they had to go down to the Western Union office <laughs> so they could pick <laughs> yeah. up the telegram. <laughs> but but we're, we're taking a look at this situation where if you burn a couple of years, that I mean, everything that the Cubs did, that Theo did at 2015 to 2016, hiring Joe, getting Ben, getting Hayward, getting uh, uh, Lester the year before, though all those moves were so key and it happened at the right time and the Cubs won it. That if, if, if something would barely. barely. And so if something would have – like I just see the Sox might have completely – maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they win two, three World Series. I don't know. I just know that Tony La Russa is not the manager for this team. No, I, no, they really are. I don't think he's the manager for any team. That's the thing, except, you know, it's really, he's, he's past his prime. Now, why you would want to insert somebody at this point that is like one of those, and, and I know Tony probably at the time was cut, a cutting edge, smart manager, but now you got your Jace Tinglers of the world, and uh, who's the guy from the, uh, the AJ, AJ, but about AJ, Kevin Cash? Yeah, cash. I mean, you're you're dealing. You're going with these younger guys, half the age of Larusa, literally half, literally half, yeah. literally half his age, that are are more adept at you know the the advanced stats, the you know whether it be the uh, reading the technology that these people have access to as far as and, and, spin and, rates and hard hit contact rates and the, the we, way you swing and you know all of it. We Get all lab, know too. Lab. We all know too that a lot of the the big trend is for the front offices to give the information to the manager and kind of be like, "Look, this is kind of what you're doing here," you know. So when you're talking about Ross, he's getting orders from Theo 
you know, and when you talk about Rick Khan and Rick Renteria, what was happening there? You think that, that if somebody hands Tony LaRusso a piece of paper saying, do this or make this lineup here, that he's going to listen to that shit? Yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't know. Where's Greg Luzinski? Put him in. <laughs> we got a DH. Is he still alive? Let's get him out there. Uh, get Harold yeah. Bates. Yeah, let's get Harold Baines out there. He's a Hall of Famer baseball person too. <laughs> That'll be Harold Baines is going to be the bench coach. Yeah. Uh, so, and then uh, the the punishment. There's no punishment for Larusa. He just gets to keep his job, and all the White Sox fans are sad. Well, I mean, he's got a lot of money. Rich people generally just don't face a lot yeah. of punishment. But I will tell you, Arizona is very strict on DUIs, and he may look. I don't know. Good like, thing he doesn't live there. But he's looking at five to ten days. <laughs> Yeah, five to ten days, and uh, you know, I mean, look at having a Mark Grace. He ended up wearing the pink underpants in uh, Arapayo's jail for the same thing. Five, so five to ten days. How many times has Tony Larusa gotten DUIs? This is second. Second, yeah. Oh, I I feel like I had a buddy that got like thirty days for his second. Yeah, he might get some, but he probably got a good lawyer. But either way, like, dude, call a freaking Uber. You're Tony freaking Lewis. You got plenty of money. Yeah. You know, what is the problem? He's Call got he's got a phone in a bag. He's got the old mobile phone in the bag <laughs> that you carry around. He doesn't have apps. Yeah. And it all happened in February. Yeah. That's pre-COVID. Like, he can't even say, like, oh, I was worried about COVID. Like, he, he was out. Nobody even fucking knew about it. He could have, you know, he could have made out with the Uber driver all the way home. and It doesn't safe. matter because baseball doesn't really care about COVID, uh, as we found no. out, according to the fact that they didn't punish Justin Turner for anything, even oh. though, like, how many Dodgers tested positive after all that crap? On, on, on the same day that they announced that there would be no punishment, five Dodgers were uh, or in the organization tested positive. So this is where I tell Michael Cotton, you know, I, I said earlier, my blame was to Justin Turner and the Dodgers. And I said, I was going to wait to see what MLB did. MLB had a chance to do the right thing and, and say, this is how seriously we take it. And you know what they did? Nothing. They well, we knew they didn't take up. it seriously that night when they let him go play with, you know, these, there's no, no results on his test or whatever. And then had to pull him out in the fucking eighth inning. I mean, honestly, that was BS, man. They I'm, lied. That's a lie. I think they lied to everybody. I I'm willing, knew. honestly, to think of like Turner sitting there going, I've been around these guys 24 seven for the last like six days. You know, like we've been playing the world series. Like we haven't been doing, we've been next to each other constantly. I'm not wearing anything. I may as well go back out on the field because even if he doesn't go back out on the field, that, that they would probably still have five guys getting COVID because they already they had didn't, it. They didn't. They didn't. Yeah, they probably already. Well, that was had what it. that was what Turner said to the investigators was that you know a bunch of the players said, "Hey, come on out. We already been with you all game. What the fuck does it matter at this point?" Which, but where you were like, you know, blaming it all on Turner. I I mean, I don't agree with it. But there is a world where if you're Turner, you feel like, well, uh, the damage is already done. I think MLB fucked it up. The Dodgers fucked it up. They just, they, they shit the bed completely on this thing before there was, before he even left that game. 
Well, here's, here, 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 again, up. everything that happened that game was according to the agreement with the players. Even if you, so if, if it would have, the, the, the agreement. Other, other teams weren't letting their players, right? Other teams were not letting their players go out there. On an inconclusive if, test? On an inconclusive yeah. test. I'm looking yeah. at, what I'm looking there, at was what the contract stated. Between other, the two. other, look, maybe, but the other teams weren't doing that. I'm just you telling know, you. when, right. when, uh, KB, Got a stomachache. Had, had a stomachache. They sent him away. When uh, the Reds, Joey Votto had a little issue. They he didn't come back. They didn't end up with COVID, but they did not play. And those that was the team saying we need to take right. this that, seriously. That was, that was the a doctors team, that was a, did not take it right. seriously. I don't think MLB did not take it seriously. They put all this bullshit in there. It's you know. My, well, my point is here is is that. You're right. The Dodgers didn't take it seriously, and they could have. Okay, and that's where I said they're the Dod- part of MLB. Right. Well, the Dodgers and MLB are the same fucking but people. The, but the organization the run everything. The organization should have been punished. And from my understanding here, is he was told he couldn't go out. Now, again, you have the option of tackling him or physically restraining him. You're not going to do that, especially legalities and shit like that. I wouldn't do it. And so they told him not to go out there. He was on the field. They told him to get off the field. He refused to do that. Now, at that point, that's on the Dodgers organizations because there was supposedly confusion because Dodgers players were telling him to come out there. Other members of the organization were saying, just come out for the picture. And that's where I said that. But what I also said was MLB has to make an example. that if So if, if my boss says, hey, guys, uh, we're having a meeting at 8 in the morning, and I don't fucking show up or I just walk out in the middle of it, that's not acceptable. Okay, and so at this point, if MLB is telling you here are here's the consequences, you can't go on the field, you can't do this, and this guy says fuck you. If I did the same thing in my job, I would be fired. Okay, yeah. And so the thing that bothers me, but, is too- but at the same time, you could be like, you know what, fuck you, you fucking sent me out here to play a game when you knew it wasn't safe. It wasn't safe for me. It wasn't safe for the people around me. And you let me come out here. You told me to play this game. And now and you're, you're going to tell me I can't fucking hang out with my buddies? No, you're the one that fucking put us in this situation in the first place. And now you're going to tell me that I'm the one that's wrong. I'm I'm saying I'm surprised they didn't though. I'm surprised they didn't do like a little oh your ten thousand dollar fine, you know, right, when you right anything in, anything in square jar, yeah, well, just something something yeah. A- after what they did with the Astros. I'm not surprised and, by and anything not, anymore. Not the, only- the, the tin little piece of tin uh, that they gave the Astros when they cheated and they didn't do anything about it. And not only that, though, here's the thing. Here's the thing that nobody's talking about that I think they should be. How did, if that bubble, right? If you had this bubble and everybody in the hotel was only, da, 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 how did somebody get COVID? How did that happen? I, where's Texas, the they're in Texas. They just went over a million cases because it was their brilliant idea to put the bubble into COVID central. Like, dude, if they, if you want a bubble, put it somewhere where people are. Danny, you can say that, but where, where did the NBA have their bubble? Yeah, Orlando, I guess, right? Yeah, so, too, yeah. so they didn't have you, – you take a look at what happened. If you looked at the NBA, they were fucking strict. If you broke – there's one guy that tried to get a girl in, all this shit. You fucked up protocol. They nailed your ass. They weren't mm-hmm. going to put up with their shit. And they were able to finish their playoffs and their finals with zero cases. So my question, doesn't matter where the fuck you did it, 
it's it's a matter of somehow that happened. And as an organization, we don't know what's going to happen with COVID. I mean, it looks good, Pfizer that we talked about and all that shit. But again, if you do have to have a bubble, how the fuck did that happen? How did somebody get, how did Justin Turner test positive? If everybody tested before they got in, anybody that was in the hotel had to get tested, anyone work, any of that stuff. Well, yeah. I, okay, this, this just in. Um, Michael Jordan said somebody delivered a pizza. You guys what? did not get that at all. There's a few place. people out there that know Bulls. Jordan the, the, got a pizza food poisoning. Flu game. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. flu game. Yeah, somebody, I, I somebody delivered a COVID pizza to Justin Turner. I'm just. Well, I mean, it's Kathy. They're in. They're staying in hotels. They're staying in hotels. They're taking elevators. They're going to Starbucks and getting coffee. You know, they're they're doing certain things that I don't think the bubble is what we think it is. Like maybe the NBA bubble was like that, but I well, don't. Well, the think NBA it's- actually had like the entire like they had a big section of everything and people could walk around and do things and whatever. Everybody was quarantined there. It wasn't just the players. Like everybody, if you were going to work there, do anything, the, um, when reporters went down there, they had to, they had to quarantine in their room for 14 days before they could go do their job. They would sit in their room, you know, so everybody, all the workers, everybody was quarantined because it's Disney world and you have like all the fucking infrastructure in the world to do that. But when you go to, uh, you know, Costco's new warehouse and there's, you know, not much around that. Like, there's a lot of a lot more holes in that bubble than in the one yeah. in Disney World. Well, yeah, and I think you, you take a look at you take a look at it, and you could and and the NBA showed you it could be done. Yeah, David Elliott knew what you were saying talking about, Michael. Yep. So, congratulations on liking two sports. Me and Caller are like, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, and, you know, and I think a lot of it, you know, and I, I'll put up one of my kind of TFCs that I had for later right now because, you know, the owners that own baseball, they don't give a crap about COVID. They think they're just going to get it and get like this awesome care and get the hydroxychloroquine treatment or whatever the hell they're giving to you now. And because uh, you see what happened with Governor Pete Ricketts, one of the Cubs owners this week is, uh, you know, he is actually now in quarantine. Governor Ricketts is in quarantine in Nebraska, which is very high in caseload right now. They're almost out of hospital beds. And um, on Sunday night, Governor Ricketts and the First Lady joined three people for dinner outside. One of the people that they joined tested positive for coronavirus this past Monday. Um, so G- Governor Pete Ricketts to quarantine. And now... After like not doing a mass mandate or any of it, he tweets out uh, the other day, he goes, Nebraska currently has a need for more nurses across the state. If you're a nurse who's left the workforce, please check out this website to see how you can com- help combat coronavirus. So they're doing like a nationwide search. Come to Nebraska, be a nurse. We need you because we've letting, uh, we've let the coronavirus get out of control in our state. He's in quarantine. Everybody's in quarantine, but I, I tweeted him back, you know, about his nurse thing. I said, I guess you should have promoted Maskew's huh, Pete. You're giving Todd a run for his money as dumbest rickets. <laughs> he yeah. really is. I don't know who's dumber. Like freaking Todd Ricketts who like won't tell people to wear a mask and then gets corona, you know, or or uh, you know, or Todd who uh no, who would I say? No, they're Pete. Pete is the governor, right? Pete is an an idiot. Todd's a bigger idiot because he could not raise enough money for Trump to win again. And now 
I got to go on parlor and try to get the recount happening. Yeah. For if you guys you Darvish. Oh, good. Oh, no, no, no. I was making a joke. You, you Darvish needs a recount. Yeah. Have you guys um, seen the COVID-19 risk assessment planning tool? Yep. Yeah, I did. I saw yeah. it, but I have not tried it yet. It is. It is pretty impressive right now, Danny. You have about a, uh, like a 38%. 46%, 57% or something of a chance of running into a COVID person down there, which is pretty good compared to, uh, let's see, Cook County. Uh-oh. <laughs> 92% chance of running in to a COVID case out there. If It's like you can put in how many people you're about to go meet and what the chances are that somebody's going to be sick. Oh, and wow. if there's- how, how much more exponential. And this just in yeah. from Facebook user, Colorado is now taking in Nebraska patients. So good job, you idiot, Pete. Man, you know, if with with owners like these, you know what I mean? I, I'm like, I'm thank you for the World Series, but like they are mismanaging just everything that they're doing right oh. now. Like oh. it is not good how they're managing this ball club or the state or a campaign. They pick the wrong people. I don't know what Trump has on these on the family, but it is something. He he did claim that he had something. Yeah, which means that he does. Although cuz they they freaking hop too real quick. Who they knows were, if he really does? That's the thing. Like Yeah, yeah, that's you can't all. Can't trust uh, anything coming out of that guy's mouth, so they may they may or may not. I would have called him on his bluff. I I do have some uh, exciting news today. I got my Matt Kemmerer Ernie Banks piece today in Mail Day. Oh, nice. nice. Beautiful. So that's from uh, Matt. Help me with the Twitter. Matt made a thing? Yeah. Matt made a thing. Matt made a thing. That's the Ernie Banks. And the cool thing is I got one out of 14, number one there. So it's not an original like your John Baker, Danny, but one out of 14 is pretty cool. I just (laughs) Go ahead, Michael. No, I was going to say that's awesome. That's great. I think it just is an awesome looking piece. I love Matt's artwork. Uh, you know, I actually, God, I don't have the picture on here and, and, uh, but I had a picture that I put up. Matt made John Baker shoes. I just always have been into his art and I just loved it. That, that map concept of, of Chicago behind Ernie Banks. Yeah. It's, and he's doing a lot of maps right now and he's got, uh, I love the, uh, Javi. Over the state of the country, the country or the island of Puerto Rico, to say the territory, the, the, the semi-state, the semi-state of Puerto Rico. Um, but now he's he's my favorite Cubs artist, and you know I'm just so happy he's you know always involved with the show. And we're going to be giving away, uh, we will be doing some giveaways as prizes of some Matt Kamer art. I've got the Eddie Vedder over Chicago art. And I've got uh, a Javi here, and there's a Benzo as well. That's really good. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to give them away uh, for your Cubs Christmas Carol song. So uh, start writing those. Uh, I, I don't. I don't need. I don't want to tell you twice. Just write your Cubs Christmas Carol, sing it into your phone, little make a little video, like, and put it up on the Ranchers page, and we will all be entertained by it one by one. Just start. Start it going. Uh, you know, I know, I know. Bill Sugars is probably already hard at work. He he's probably got three already. He's great. Yeah, he's, I yeah, I don't even remember. I don't, I don't think I have my ones from last year. I have no idea where they are. 
Yeah, well, you moved in the middle. That's you always uh, accidentally throw away your Christmas carols at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you throw away the the files on your computer. Corey Furlong, has anyone gotten tats from Matt? I have not gotten uh, a tat from Matt, but uh, you know, Matt used to sit in line with me at CubsCon, and we used to just hang out and drink beers, you know, and. Uh, Whatchamacallit, we're, we're sitting here and, uh, Matt, you would, used to draw on my cooler. I always bring my own cooler so I don't pay for the $10 beers. So I have a Matt Camera cooler. Uh, Robert yeah, Sanchez. Artwork. Robert Sanchez says, speaking of Cubs art that's really good, I have several John Hanley prints. Uh, Danny, you, you, you have something interesting from John Hanley. Yeah, well, also. we'll, we'll save it to the end because I only got one TFC and it is John Hanley. I forgot to upload it for the show last week. But John Hanley is an interesting story because he is quite an amazing Cubs artist. Um, and, uh, he, a former Cubs artist, I'll say. And then I'll just leave it at that and we'll, uh, and I'll, I'll give it to you with his TFC later, the little John Hanley news I have about it. But, uh, one more piece of business for baseball. And, uh, Michael, I'm going to let you take it from here oh. because, uh, seems the players want the DH and the owners want the expanded playoffs and that's going to be the trade for for next year is that not only will baseball get worse with the DH but the baseball is going to get worse with the expanded playoffs yeah and the Cubs I mean, will lose to a sub 500 team again this is the goddamn worst case scenario <laughs> I mean it is like the only thing worse is if literally we all died of COVID like that's the only thing this is the fucking worst thing to happen for baseball uh, we watched uh, a season of AL ball. It sucked. It was boring. Like, not every game. Some games are fine. But, man, I'm telling you, you get bored in the games. There's no – that pitcher's spot coming up in the order actually does affect how the game plays and how – innings end and how things start up and, and different stuff. It does a lot more than just having that pitcher uh, getting up there and maybe not even swinging. Right. And when they do swing and they hit, it's, it's the greatest fucking thing that happens in the game besides like a walk off Homer, like a game could be done and you see a, a relief, you know, they're down by 10, but a relief pitcher gets a hit and you get excited. It's fun, you know, and I love that. And then you're going to tie that to sub 500 teams getting in the fucking playoffs and ruining the playoffs. You're going to. So well, what it game, ruins is it doesn't ruin the, the playoffs. It ruins the season because it makes well, the it, season it ruins and both Danny. If the season is fucking pointless, then so is the playoffs. There's no fucking point to either one of them. Don't tune in until the World Series. Why would I watch any of the fucking early rounds? That's what I've been saying on Parlor every every or just or just the regular season in general. Yeah. Well, now, so you're getting a more boring game because the way the game is played and how the breaks and stuff happen won't be there. We saw that this year. Uh, there was a number of times when I saw it on Twitter and I saw just people like getting bored with baseball, like getting bored with the actual game because of what was happening. Uh, the three true outcomes, you know, all this stuff. And then you go to the expanded playoffs where your owners do not have to put out a good team anymore. Nobody needs to try anymore. So guess what? 
Get ready for the fucking Yankees and the Dodgers to continue to win every year because they understand what it means, right? If you win, you make more money and they'll just keep throwing money out there and the Cubs won't because we know the Ricketts are into real estate. That's what they like. And they're just going to put out a 500 team and they're going to go, Hey, we're making the playoffs every year. What are you bitching about? That's when, my fear. There's there'll be like, Hey, at least we made the playoffs. It's like, dude, that ain't shit. You're like, maybe even you're two games over. It's like big deal. And I was saying that, you know, today to, well, I was talking to my family about it and I was like, you know, the thing is there's nothing more frustrating to watch than a 500 ball club. The Cubs last year. In twenty nine, we're not or, or in twenty nineteen. We're basically a five hundred ball club at by the end of it. The, this past year, they got it off to a hot start. Then they were basically a five hundred ball club after that, you know. Well, and that was know, just frustrating to watch. Not fun. Thing. Hey, uh, real quick uh, message there, uh, Sunranto listeners. Uh, this is all brought to you by uh, our li- our listeners, our Patreon listeners, who have signed up at Patreon dot com slash sunranto for as little as a dollar they get the shows early and ad free and all that good stuff but what i wanted to mention to you right now is uh, sunranto.com slash shopping this is a way that everybody can help the show especially this holiday season so if you shop at amazon or the mlb shop or nba shop or the nhl shop or mls or lids or reebok or StubHub or buy sports memorabilia if you want to give somebody beer of the month you want to sign up for audible wine zazzle condoms vibrators bear mattress beds we sell it all for you you go to sunranto.com slash shopping. You click on, let's say, Am- our Amazon ad sitting there. You buy crap from Amazon that you were going to buy anyway. We get a little bit of a kickback, and it really helps out the show. So if you would do that this holiday season, that would rock some Casbahs. Thank you for listening. And if you never want to hear an ad like this again, why not become a Patreon subscriber? It's so easy. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto and uh, sign up today. For only a buck a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Sunranto.com slash shopping. Thank you for being a Sunranto listener. Back to the show. Here's the thing. Jerry Reinsdorf, the shadow commissioner, okay? He has made a li- mil- probably billions off of that post-Jordan era if Michael wants to go basketball. Because in basketball, all you got to do is make the playoffs and then you can tell your fan base, see, we're trying. Even and you though you don't even have to have a winning season right. to make the playoffs. Right. Same thing and, in hockey. Right. And so Reinsdorf has been doing that for years on the basketball side. Is that the, and what they call it is basketball hell. It's better to be a worse team than to be a shitty playoff team because at least if you're a worse team, you get a fucking draft pick. Yeah. Yep. And some uh, hope for the future. Little Yumper Ricketts equals new Tribune company with this new playoff system. Yeah, I know. I agree with that. And I think it just it's and I think the players are making a mistake with this, too. And because if you know, they might, oh, we get a DH. There's one more like high priced uh, so-called uh, batter on the team. That is not to be seen. Look at the Rays. They had a $60 million playoff. They went to the World Series like or, you know, $60 payroll, $60 million payroll. They went to the World Series. Everybody's looking at that. All the owners are like, I want that. You know what I mean? Here, they don't want to pay any money. They want to go to the playoffs. They want to have successful years. And, you know, so fine. You had a DH. That's not going to be that high price. Yeah, there. you're going to be given the DH uh, five, six million a year. Yeah. You Time. know, 
everybody's everybody's what? price goes down when you don't actually have to be really good. Really good, yeah. Because then they'll just put Victor Caratini as your DH. You know, and, and have- here's and here's again a negotiation. You have something. What are you going to give up? If you're a player, just say, you know what? No, we don't want that. Go ahead and risk your pitcher getting hurt. Your 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 uh, you know, your high you price high price pitcher. Days. You want to risk that? Go ahead. The owners don't want that. The owners would rather have a DH because when you're paying some of these pitchers big money, you don't want them blowing out a hamstring. You don't want them hurt. Who was the brewer that hurt his shoulder diving back into first? I can't. He was yeah, a uh, was it Suter or I can't remember who. Yeah, was it Woodruff at the time? Was it Woodruff? Like somebody I totally screwed the Brewers over. So you think the owners want? To not have the DH, the owners want the DH, so they have no leverage over the players on that. I, yeah, I can see the owners. Ridiculous. I can see the owners kind of not wanting the DH, and just because it is like maybe a hitter that would cost you more money. But I agree with not, you. Not yeah, really. Yeah, no, but yeah. they, they are so much better at looking that. at the long game than the players yeah. are. But I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. All things being equal, that is not a fair trade. Oh, like, oh, players, sure, we'll give you the DH. Give us the expanded playoffs, and uh, you know, then you don't even have to build that big of a winner. You know, you could just kind of play everybody even, still make the playoffs, yeah. and then uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And also, ultimately, I'm wondering if how much they even really care about winning. I don't think they care about winning as much as they care about the money. You know, yeah. like, uh, you know, I don't think, uh, you know. There might be some owners that are in it to win it, and that's all they care about. But I think for the most part, they're just trying to make a buttload of our money. <laughs> you know, and I, put it, I feel like the Ricketts were in it to win it. I feel like the Ricketts were in it to win it until they won it, and now they and, don't get, care. And now I they and, and now they don't care. Um, but no, we're gonna have to cue that. Uh, you know, and maybe modify that little you know Tom Ricketts clip a little bit because every spring when they do nothing all winter. And they have the, and everybody know all the Cubs fans know that there's uh, a sub 500 team out there in spring training. We'll cue that and it'll go, you won't be booing in September <laughs> because they'll be in the playoffs. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll still be in the playoffs, even though this team sucks. Yeah. Or is it, or is even worse? Just neither here nor there. Not sucky. It will not be great. It will, it will be what we call baseball hell. Just like they have basketball hell, it'll be baseball hell. You'll be good enough to get in the playoffs, not good enough to get anywhere, and you won't get better because you won't get good draft picks. Yeah. So you're just in this stuck in this weird limbo, and uh, you know that. And I think that that's kind of what because you know the, Ricketts knows that. You know you you know you've got Wrigley Field, you've got the you know the drunk bleacher bum guys, you got the the people that come to Wrigley every summer. He's going to make money off that hotel and the bowling alley across the street and all the all his properties. Eventually, you know the long game of it is that you know people are going to party when the vaccine hits. They're just gonna, oh I'm I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna then, ra- yeah. I'm gonna rage. I yeah, am it, going to rage. You no, know, but. You know what? The Yankees have never failed to spend money and they're going to continue to spend money. And that's going to be the team that's going to continue winning. Like just because that's their MO is just, they don't care to, if they're spending a little bit more money than everybody else. They're not, let, let, it's let me, not let a me. huge difference. They just do it so that they win championships. And so me, everybody who hates that part of baseball is going to get more of it too. I'm just, now I'm going to say this from a union guy. From putting my union hat on, if I'm the players and you go to that CBA, 
What's the one thing you want to get rid of? The Nike swish on your uniform. God, I hate that <laughs> fucking Nike swish. No, the penalties, the yeah. luxury tax. Yeah. That, if they want the expanded playoffs, that's what they got to dangle. That's what they got to get for it. Yeah. Then, then I, you got to say, you, you want the, you, fuck it. We don't want, you don't want the DH. We don't want the DH. Fine. You know, no big deal. It's, it's, it's literally like not worth it for us, right? What is it? 15 jobs, really? When yeah. you're talking about your pitchers getting injured. So, 15 more jobs. Yeah. That's right. it. So or if you're maybe maybe some more if they expand they went to 25 right. men they might go to 26 they right. well and, and as we've learned from how everything works we got the wild card game and then now people want the wild card series and we had a three game series but then people wanted a five game series you know we want the DH for the pitcher and that's going to be great until we get the DH for the pitcher and then they're going to go you know who else sucks the fucking catch, catcher sucks catcher. let's get a DH for the catcher too I really hate having that eight. But what you know, I'm telling you is, ninth spot is that is that the players should not for 15 jobs agree to an expanded playoffs. The expanded, no way. But the expanded playoffs is what the owners want more than anything. That's where the real TV money is. They want it to be like a March Madness. Everybody does. Everybody wants it yep. to be like that. NFL is talking about expanding their playoffs. Everybody always talks about expanding their playoffs. So if the, if you want to sit here, Michael, and again, it's not every team because I, I truly believe if you got rid of the luxury tax, there would be more of the higher markets. It's the lower markets that teams that bitch and kill you. And that's where little Yumper says uh, players should demand a minimum mandatory team payroll to make teams spend. And that, yeah. that, that's the thing right that here. That makes more sense than. If you're, yeah. If you're going to sit there and have this argument over, you know, we want expanded playoffs, you as the players, that's your bargaining chip. That's your biggest bargaining chip. Yeah. If you're going to give it up for 15 fucking jobs, maybe yeah. 20, that's stupid as shit. Hold on to that and say, you know what? The last CBA we fucked up. We want that luxury tax gone. Let teams spend what they want. Yeah, well, well get, and, oh, and if they get the expanded playoffs, they will spend what they want, and they don't want to spend which money. is not much at all. So. Yeah, and the the that's the thing that sucks is because all the people who are pulling the levers on this are not fans. Players aren't fans. The owners aren't fans. Commissioner, nobody fucking likes this game the way the fans do, and the things that they're doing are making the game worse for the fans. And all they want is the fans to come back. They want to make the game better for the fans all the time. But everything that they do makes it worse for the fans. They are the ones killing this game. Like it's, uh, it's what I'm what I'm telling you is is the single worst force in baseball is not Rob Manfred. He's a puppet. Okay, the shadow commissioner is Jerry Reinsdorf. It's always been that way. He led the last lockout. He'll lead to this one. He's the one that I guarantee you pulled Tom Ricks to the side and said, "Look, man, stop spending the money." These guys, these these, the, the when you talk and I'm not when you talk about Jerry Reinsdorf or some of the other owners like in the small market teams, they don't want to spend. They don't want anyone to spend. It's why they hated George Steinbrenner. Yeah, you talk about the Yankees. It's why they fucking hated George Steinbrenner. I wonder what they're going to think about this new guy, uh, Cohen. That's why they. It's the why Mets, they. You know? And and Reinsdorf tried to block that. He tried to block it like he blocked Cuban coming to the Cubs. 
Yeah, because this is the richest owner now. Steve Cohen, the Mets now have the richest owner, and you know he's going to be looking to make a smash, uh, a splash. So it, Marcus Stroman took the QO over there, the qualifying offer, $18 million, So there goes a chunkier change. But you know he's going to try to do more. I do wonder if they're going to you know, go for your LeMay Hughes that are out there right now, your Brantleys. Like, they can improve this team greatly, you know, the, the Mets, and just kind of walk away with it. Any team that does that could – you know, could buy their team if everybody else is not spending. You just zig when they zag. You know, money is the new money is the new efficiency. <laughs> you know, it really is like the 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 money is the new inefficiency right now. You know, so if you're willing to spend, we talked about it with full count Tommy last week. It's like if anybody that's willing to put in, like, hey, give somebody some years, give them some certainty through through the uncertainty, and take them. You know, give. Lock up Javi, lock up, uh, you know, lock up Bryant. You know, somebody, maybe one of those guys is going to be like, you know what? I want to make sure that my next few years are going to be okay. I guarantee you Bryant, or I would guarantee you Javi would take it, and I guarantee you Contreras would take it. And Bryant wouldn't. Bryant would not. Yeah, I agree. He he, he already passed up that Kaplan deal. So, all right. Well, anybody have any TFCs? Because uh, now we're turning into TFCs. I actually didn't. I totally fucking forgot. Today That's I came right. on. I did some stuff. Uh, it's been a, it's been a weird week. You know, it's been a, it's been a rough time for everybody. Yeah. You know, we you know I've been traveling. Uh, we've had you know a presidential election that's still being uh, disputed. Oh, by uh, the way, yeah, uh, I heard uh, our guy won. Um, despite all the fucking, I I haven't gotten super excited about it. Have you guys? I know I voted like four times for him personally okay. in five different states, and even I'm, though I'm a, even though I'm a felon, so you know, <laughs> I, I just can't really like until he fucking gets the keys to the house. Yeah, no, I know. Nobody can relax. Too, yeah. yeah, too joyous about it. I, I had Tony Larusa drive me to different states around Illinois. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, actually, actually. You had Tony Larusa drive you one place. You just ended up going to different states. Yeah, <laughs> he has no idea where he's driving. A state of confusion. So I do have all right. So I've got a TFC. Are we ready to go there? Well, let me kind of give you some background for those of you that don't know John Hanley. John Hanley is one of the greatest artists when it comes to baseball, and that's and and I know a lot of great. You know, Matt Cameron is one of my favorites. Um, Austin Plock is one of my favorites, but John Hanley has worked for the Cubs organization, and I want to show you. This is a piece of from my memorabilia collection that means a lot to me. Um, he actually painted this for the jersey ceremony for Fergie Jenkins and Greg Maddox. And when you went, I went to that game and uh, they had a Best Buy had it. It was like a, you came in and you got this, it's like 11 by 14. And so that's John Hanley's art right there for the game. And you can see, I got it signed by uh, Fergie to the left and Greg Maddox to the right. So it's a piece that I love a lot. You can see it says Best Buy, but that was from the date right there. And so that's John Hanley's work. So he's literally been commissioned by the Cubs to create artwork. Yeah, and and uh, you know he's been around for a long time, and he's made his living off of it. And uh, well, here's what he put on Facebook the other day, and this is, I guess, our lone TFC tonight. Um, and it's kind of small, but I'll, I'll read it for you. He says, "As most of you know, my love for the Cubs has been a lifelong affair. Uh, at, a fan since 1967, when I was five years old. Like every kid growing up in Chicago, I would race home after school to catch the last couple of innings of the game." 
I combined my love of baseball, the Cubs, and art into a career that I love. Having the honor to work directly with the team, team charity, players, and Hall of Fame, Cubs was a dream come true. I have always been grateful and appreciated Cubs fans buying my work, meeting many wonderful people at the 15 Cubs conventions over the years was a lot of fun. I have documented the entire history of the team through my art and had two books on the Cubs published, which I was very proud of. I have struggled with this decision and stayed quiet for a couple of years, even after the racist emails from Papa Ricketts. But after seeing Pete and Todd's comments recently and their hatred for anyone Democratic, it wasn't that hard to give up on my team. They don't care anyway. I am not evil, radical, nor deranged, never looted or burned anything, never paid a porn star hush money either. He goes on. The Ricketts family funding super PACs and supporting the lying, corrupt, self-serving, incompetent occupant of the White House with his policies of hate, spite, and disregard for decency and basic human rights is really quite disappointing and disgusting. It's their money. I get it. But they have shown who they really are. Phony, soulless, empty vessels manipulating their little world with money. I have interacted with the organization since they own the team. The Ricketts are not as nice as they would like you to think they are. I will no longer support, paint, or watch Cubs baseball as long as this family owns the team. My children's future means more to me than this goddamn baseball team. Then he's got a picture of the Ricketts standing there with Trump. And also Tom Ricketts holding the, the World Series trophy. That, that, was, that was painted by John Hanley. Painted right. by John. And so, you know, the Cubs, you know, they're jumping ship. You got John Baker, jump ship. They're like rats on that Titanic. They're jumping ship. And, you know, uh, hopefully but, hopefully we can keep it together a little but, bit. But, but honestly, that's the thing about the Ricketts. It bothers people. And, again, it comes down to – the fact that that when you're an owner, like I said, I'm not surprised of you know republic you know owners lean Republican. They don't want unions. They're billionaires. They don't want taxes on their shit. That's just the way it goes. But most owners are smart enough to just be quiet about it, not get involved. Well, get- it's hard, it's hard when your brother is the fucking right. governor of a state. It's a little bit harder then. Right. But again, if you wanted to own the team, then that should have been a discussion. Look, guys, we're going to have to be, quote unquote, apolitical. Well, Republicans don't divest themselves of anything anymore. But if you're going to own a team, you go apolitical. You don't say anything. And you brought up Michael Jordan earlier. What was Michael Jordan's famous line? Yeah, he said Republicans buy shoes, too. Exactly. Don't say anything. Just make everybody happy. Nod your head. And, and you, you, you're going to sit there and donate the money that you want. And they had an article the other day about who donated what. Nobody remembers shit anymore from that article. Nobody really cares to remember. My point being is, is that if they were going to own the team, then at this, then, then that should have been a conversation the family had is look, we got to just, we got to play it nice with everybody. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's how it's well, what they should have done is just put Tom, and Laura out there and made sure that everybody else was hidden away, but they wanted to, they want that Kennedy. They want to be the conservative Kennedys, like more than anything in the world right now. And, you know, the Cubs is a, is um, under most, 
I, I really believe, and I said it at the time, the Cubs in the Chicago, of a, a, you know, decidedly democratic city, you know, probably the bluest of all cities in the country. Maybe. Well, most cities are democratic. I mean, it's yeah, just most cities in general. Are. That's how it works. The suburbs don't work that way, you know, no. uh, and the, not all Cub fans. I think Cub fans are pretty split evenly like our country. But uh, but at the same time, we do know where the rickets stand. And, and, and then it was, wow, Laura's a lesbian. Yeah, but Laura doesn't come out for anything. You know what I mean? Laura, Pete does. Pete comes out for no masks, and then he begs for nurses as they, as patients get sent to Colorado because he failed. You know, Todd Ricketts has fundraisers for Republicans at Wrigley Field using the place that we all love, you know, for the fundraiser. That's what feels unfair to us as fans because, we, you know, that is a very decidedly one way to think. Like, if they were Democrat, I don't know that I would be any happier with that. If they were like, oh, yeah, Joe Biden's coming by. Just like, eh, you know, like, just leave it out. Like, we just wanted to watch the baseball. I almost wish a nameless, faceless corporation on the team, like the Chicago <laughs> Tribune. I was know? thinking that, too. Like, man, it's great when the owner is really doing a hard, you know, a good job trying to, you know, make a winner, but. If we have to deal with this, the Tribune would be just as good. I so, thought. guys, I I do want to leave this on a good note here. Uh, breaking news. We were just talking about Matt Cameron and his art, and he wrote just now on Facebook, so I just finish, finished this Ian Happ drawing, and then this happened. So he just finished an Ian Happ, similar to my Ernie Banks one, and guess who DM'd him? Ian Happ. Ian Happ. Oh, I thought it was Ryan Tapera. No. And Ian Happ said, my man, that drawing is awesome. Any way I could make you an offer for it. And Matt said, I sketched it for a young fan. I would love to do one for you personally, though. So Matt making making some waves, man. Making waves, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, Matt, if you're listening, please. The next one you have to do is Ryan Tapera over <laughs> yeah. Chicago with Chicago. his one MVP. MVP vote. I fucking want that so bad. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that that has to be a cotton exclusive, one of one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I, I don't mean, think even Ryan Tapera would want that one. No yeah, DM yeah. on that one. Maybe his mom, his Mrs. Tapera, might want it. You know, she she would really enjoy that of her son. You know what? I'm I'm gonna do it. I am going to draw my in my Cubes fan artistic glory, Ryan Tapera <laughs> over. You know, I think I might put him over the water. Water is a lot easier to draw than a map. It is. <laughs> I'm going to put him over a blank blue sky with no clouds. <laughs> That's also easy. I, I'm just going to write Chicago above him. Well, we got yeah. an, we got another commission for you here, Michael. Corey Furlong wants Kipnis over where the hell he is from. <laughs> yeah. Village of Bedford Park and their amazing water. Yeah, that's what I want. I want <laughs> water heater over. I want Kipnis over the village of Pet- Bedford no, Park. No, no, no. If you're going to do water. the village of Bedford Park, you got to do Maryland. Yeah, I want to do Maryland over the village of Bedford <laughs> Park and their amazing water supply. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we should end this one, I believe, with the ballad of John Baker because, uh, you know, forever in our hearts, Mr. Baker. And uh, thank you for a wonderful five years. 
you know, as he said, it's uh, just see you later, not goodbye. But it, it, it you know, the, you're dead to me now, John. That's, uh, you know, at El Central. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't be a fan of yours anymore. I'm going to write you a new song and it's just going to be. I, in fact, I think me and John should work out an album of sea shanties now. There <laughs> like you go. And maybe he could use that to inspire the, the night. The night the catcher broke my heart. Yeah, the, oh. the night the backup catcher walked the plank. <laughs> so, something like that. Walk the plank. I'm ready. Yeah. I got the there back. There you go. Yeah. Me to do that. Actually, I might have to parody my own song. <laughs> I think of it. Uh, okay. I might have to write the white night the backup catcher walked the plank, and we'll get a bunch of pirate cub fans to sing it. Send I'm a little worried that properly. if you parody a parody, you may rip a hole in the space time fabric of parodies. <laughs> parodying my own songs yeah it might it might be strange i might have to have somebody else do it. i gotta tell you that the, the belt of john baker is kind of like a shanty a little bit you know what i mean it is oh. yeah it's, it's already right there it's almost it's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so well without further ado uh we'll see you next wednesday uh we didn't even mention that sorry we're coming to you a day late but i'm out in california and had a birthday party to attend last night so we'll be back next wednesday at eight o'clock probably talking about i don't know the cubs <laughs> if something happens which i don't think it will so you never know yeah. spagog spagog spagog
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. 
Bite Clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 